0: all right everybody welcome back to another i guess we're gonna this would typically be a coaches firing episode but since we had such an eventful last two days it's been kind of mayhem we have a plethora of coaches to get to uh so we're just gonna call this the i, don't know, I guess the recap so far of what has happened because there's been a lot of news that's broke not just for coaches some players leaving programs uh before we get to that uh, let's give you guys a little light on what's coming up so we have a Group of guests coming on. Uh, We have Jackson Light. He's an Oregon commit. That'll be out on the next episode on Wednesday. Uh, We also have Asim Pugh. He was a walk-on at Rutgers. Not sure if you saw his story. He was told multiple times from Rutgers that he would not make the team, and he fought hard made the team. He'll have a pretty good story for us. Uh, Mike Farrell from Rivals. If anyone's into recruiting like us, you know who he is. Uh, Richie Schneider from Rivals. Uh, Big Rutgers guy from around here. We talk to him pretty frequently. Jordan Morant, Michigan commit. Uh, This is an interesting one. Corey Dubrowa, he's the VP of Global Communications at Google. He also is apparently pretty involved in Oregon, I believe John said. Yep. And Grant Calcutta, uh, for people down in Oklahoma, he was a tight end. He just had to retire for medical reasons, but he will have some great stories being the quarterbacks that he's played with. So after that, we're going to go into what seems like a longer list with coaches that have been fired Um, as of, I believe, as I believe the earliest one was yesterday. So I'll start with a smaller one, uh, university, Texas, San Antonio head coach, Frank Wilson canned, uh, old dominion head coach, Bobby Wilder. The one thing I'll say about this real quick. And it's the only thing I really have to say, I don't even know the guy's name, the head coach before Bobby Wilder, uh, who transitioned them from FCS to FBS. Did you see what he said? Uh, I did not that he said that if they're bad again next year, he wants to be the coach because that program is his baby. Uh, He values it like a child. Uh I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Now a couple other bigger named ones. uh, South Florida, let go of Charlie Strong. uh, Texas defensive coordinator, Todd Orlando. NC State defensive coordinator, Dave Huxable. What's up?
1: I got some things to say.
0: Oh, I was gonna say I I right, well, I, I,
1: go- I didn't know you're you gonna ramble off every coach. All right,
0: well, all right, what do you got to say? We'll we'll go. We'll right.
1: let you start it. Then you start from the top. Well, I'll go in chronological order. Just my quick thoughts on these.
0: Yeah.
1: Frank Wilson, uh, probably gonna go back to the SEC. He's a uh, he's a good coach. It uh, didn't work out. His son was a four-star D committed from UTSA, so uh, they'll probably never have a four-star commit again. I think they should hire Tim Beck, recently fired at uh, Texas. I think you talked about that, right?
0: I did not get there yet, no, but we'll add oh. that one in. Okay, um, and that's all I had to say about that. I sure really want to get that in. All right, so then, uh, I'll, I'll keep the list going because I really don't have anything else to say that you already had it mentioned. Uh, Charlie Strong at South Florida. I thought this was going to happen. Um, he had a run when Scott Frost was at South Florida where both teams were very competitive, especially with each other. The last two years, I believe, haven't been – very well for him. Uh, the program is starting to go down. I think Charlie strong kind of peaked at Louisville and then he kind of struggled the Texas and then he had a good little run at South Florida. And now that run is over future Nebraska defensive coordinator, Charlie strong. Uh, that's probably a good hire for them. Uh, I think strong's another one of those guys. Good coach, good coordinator may not be the best coach though.
1: Yep. He's a strong coordinator, if you will.
0: Yes. Uh, anything you have to say about uh, Bobby Wilder, Old Dominion? Uh, no, no, not much. You haven't said. I actually, I actually
1: have nothing to say about it. Uh, I don't. I'm gonna be honest because I like being honest with you guys. I don't know much about situation at ODU. Um, I know they're not very good. So maybe the next coach they'll be they'll be good. They upset VT a few years ago. That was that under Bobby Wilder or no? Yeah, it was the last year. Like not oh, this last past year? year. That was the last year of the guy you were just talking about. No,
0: no. Um, I don't believe so. No, this was not this past year. Or the year prior.
1: Yeah, but that was that Wilder's team.
0: I don't think so. I don't know how long he's been there, but I don't believe it's only been one year. I think he's been there three years, or so. Okay. They've been FBS for a couple of years now.
1: Yeah, I, I know, I know. But I'm saying, was he the coach when they upset?
0: No, I I believe Wilder was.
1: That's what I'm asking you. It was Wilder the coach. Oh, I, thought,
0: I thought you asked if it was the coach before. Huh. Let's just move on because we're confusing each other.
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Maybe I messed up there. Sorry.
0: Um, Texas defensive coordinator Todd Orlando. Um. I think Kent. that this is Chris Ash's job. I uh, agree. Yeah, I figured we both agree on that. Um. I think Ash will take it. He was already down there as an uh analyst for them defensively. Uh NC State, Dave Huxtable. Um, what do you think about that?
1: Uh NC State's offense kinda stagnant. Although I do want to backtrack for a second. Uh Ash to Texas. I like that higher. If yeah, that so happens, I like. I he's a good, good coordinator. I think he was a little in over his head at Rutgers. Especially I mean he actually he was definitely in over his head, but I don't want I don't want to dabble onto that too long.
0: Everyone knows how you feel about that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. And then, um, so there's three more that I didn't mention yet. That's because me and John are going to go a little bit more in depth about these. Uh, the first one, which came to a surprise to some people, was Boston College uh, letting Steve Adazio go. Now, were you surprised by this move? Um, a little bit. Although
1: this was one we predicted earlier in the year on the podcast, because you did. said, we felt like they peaked, and uh, I guess the AD also felt like they peaked. Which shout out to that guy. I don't know if you know, their AD ADs answered our DMs like a few times.
0: Yeah, when we used to message Hamp Cleavers all the time, or Chevers all the time, he used to ha, ha, Hamp Chevers. Yeah, we used to talk to the AD as well. Uh,
1: one thing I did want to talk talk about quick was, did you see that? Apparently, Adazio tried to get that former uh, Boston College player banned from going to Boston College games. I saw it, but I didn't read about it. Like, I saw so, you tweeted about it. He was a... I, I retweeted, I think. He was a linebacker on the Falcons. And Adazio... He liked a Facebook com- comment criticizing Adazio. Adazio called the Falcons saying that he was being detrimental to the program. And he was ready on the Falcons. He was out of Boston College. Like...
0: Steve Adazio is a
1: tattletale. He did that, and uh, he also... That guy was in Boston. That They were uh, playing the Patriots, and he wanted to go to a Boston College game, and they wouldn't let him in. They said, Adazio doesn't want you here.
0: I think that's pretty extreme.
1: Also, uh, Andre Williams, uh, the guy before A.J. Dillon. Most people don't know who Andre Williams is, so I'm just going to say that. Very good player, though. Also criticized Adazio a lot. I believe he tweeted something like, BC is back or something like that. So BC is
0: the back of the week. Um. I will agree with you when you said that we both thought that Adazio was kind of at his ceiling at Boston College. Um, now, the question I want to ask is, where do you think they go with hiring an assistant? I mean, uh, hiring a new head coach. Do you think they go the right of an assistant, or do they look for someone who has head coach experience?
1: Where are they go an assistant?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're going to pursue after um, Anthony Campanella, Campanella and also uh, Jeff Halfley.
1: Yeah, that, that's those are literally my two answers. But my reasoning I think for that there's is one more. Oh, well, you yeah, you give yours. Give yours. Now, now this one is going to be one doesn't really have ties to the area, but if they are going to uh, what's the one thing, Elevate their program, they're going to hire Elijah Drinkowicz, coach at App State. Wow,
0: that's actually uh, that's actually that would be a home run hire for them. He gets into
1: the Power Five. You know, App State's kind of in a... They're in limbo, kind of. You know, because they, they're probably they're a top 25 team. They're pretty mm-hmm. good. They're consistent. But,
0: they're, you know, you, you reach a ceiling with them. And he's only been there one year, though. I know. And, I mean, which, is his, which makes is me his dream that- job Boston College, or is he looking to go somewhere else?
1: But if you're looking to go somewhere else, if your success at App State... Like, if you have success at Boston College, you're going to... Attract more eyes on you from bigger programs. Like, for instance, Florida State is not going to hire someone straight out of an App State school. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, this guy should the App State. Well, let's hire him. But if you do good at Boston College and say, like, a Florida State type of job opens up or, you know, South Carolina, you might get hired there.
0: I agree with that point. That's fair. That's
1: so a really it, it good point. It opens
0: doors in the future, I feel like. Um, the one point I wanted to make about Boston College, uh, why I think they'll go after an assistant, is because I think that they've let uh, assistants leave who have gone on to be good coaches. Uh, example, Ryan Day. <laughs> I knew I was going. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I believe Campanelli was at Boston College before uh, for like a year. He may have been. I, I think he was too. Um, so I don't think they're going to make the same uh, mistake twice. Uh, they'll obviously be under a lot of scrutiny. Yeah, he was for 16 through 2018, before he was at Michigan. So I don't think they'll make that mistake twice. I think if they think that he's going to turn into a good coach, they'll pull the trigger on him. Uh, so our next one we're going to go into a little more in-depth, uh, Ole Miss firing Matt Luke. Uh, I saw you uh, tweeted about uh, that. Yeah, we are in for a trip with this one. Yeah, uh, I'll let you start the trip. First of
1: because all, Ole Miss fans I don't like this like to begin with. I don't like Matt Luke. I'm going to be honest. Don't like him. But do I think he should have been fired? No, I don't think so. Also, they hired, fired him when he was in the recruits living room and he still tried to convince the kid to stay committed to Ole Miss. That means that is a guy who he's played at Ole Miss. I believe that's a guy who loves that program.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: it's kind of, I kind of feel bad. to think of more than a year.
0: Yeah. Uh, I saw that too. And I thought that was kind of crazy. Like you see all the reports about like coaches going on visits, knowing they're going to leave like Willie Taggart did at Oregon. You very rarely see like a coach being on a recruiting visit and then being like, Oh, uh, when you're done with that visit, just turn in all your playbooks and everything. Cause you're done.
1: Yeah. And that almost happened to Clay Helton who we can talk about real quick.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about Clay. After- he was fired oh. then unfired and well, now might be fired. He was never fired. I think that there was just talks on, like, if they were going to bring him back. And one of the reporters, I guess, caught wind of it and heard that they weren't going to bring him back. But that report coming out leads me to believe that they aren't going to bring him back. Because I think that if you're a program like USC, um, if you have doubts of bringing back a coach, uh, you're probably not going to do it. Uh, Especially at USC when they can get anyone they want, even though Urban said no. Did you see that um, Sports Illustrated put out that report, and then they were the first ones to dispute it? I did, yeah. And you tweeted you tweeted them and said, this was your report.
1: Yeah, because how do you – they said sources, previous sources, were inaccurate. Like, it, they were your sources.
0: Yeah, that, I, I thought that was pretty funny that they were like, oh, our bad. So one of the surprising, um, I guess, coaching moves of the day – that happened today was um, Chris Peterson stepping down in Washington as head coach. He's, had since, show. he's been there six years. He's had success for all six years. Uh, he's also started a lot of quarterbacks named Jake or Jacob in those six years, uh, 64 straight games for those of you who are keeping track. Um, Jimmy Lake was named the interim. Uh, I think we both believe that he will remain as the full-time head coach. Am I correct in saying so?
1: Yeah, I think so. Cause he is there. Uh, I'm going to steal from Andrew Nemec here. I know you sent me the tweet earlier. He's their ace recruiter. I knew that. But he also is a great defensive guy. He's turned down head coaching jobs before at Washington. And I think think he was – maybe Peterson told him, like, hey, I'm not going to be here forever. Like,
0: this could be your job. I did see a lot of reports saying that he turned down other coaching opportunities for this job. So – it's not a bad job. Um, no, it's not. It's a very good job, um, especially with the success they've had. Uh, the pack for most years is pretty wide open.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially in the Pac-12 North it's you and Oregon, really.
0: Yeah, it pretty much, yeah. You, you, want, you know, Every now and then, maybe Mike Leach will catch fire again, but this year they did not. So it was really well, just... that's going to be tough when Mike Leach is catching fire at Ole Miss. Yeah, so uh, that report was false but that we also said that we would like to see leach at ole miss i feel like that'd be pretty fun uh, him at a bigger more nationally recognized program the way he reacts to reporters and stuff i think that'd be interesting to see how that goes so the next thing we're going to talk about um is a group of coaches um who haven't been fired but we think may see their days numbering down uh do you have any coaches that you're surprised haven't been fired yet Hmm. Do I? I do. Do you? I do indeed. Okay, you want to go first, or do I want to go yeah, first? Yeah, absolutely. I'll go first. Um, so the coach that I'm most surprised about not getting the hammer yet is uh Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. Uh, I, thought, I thought
1: I thought you were going to go somewhere else,
0: but no, I I thought Sumlin was a guarantee to be let go yesterday uh, with mm-hmm. all the coaches getting fired. I felt like what he what he did to Khalil Tate uh, really. Put that program back a couple years because they had, you know, Khalil Tate was a Heisman candidate and then he was that way because of his mobility. And then um, someone came in and said, actually, we're just going to make you a pocket passer, bud. Sorry, you can't run anymore. And I think that they should have been a lot better than they've been under him. Uh, So who do you got? Okay, so
1: I also think someone, but for the sake of the conversation, although I don't think he should be fired, I'm going to say Chip Kelly. I agree. also uh, I'm going to say
0: Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. They had a bad year, yeah, but Fitzgerald he had some some problems that you don't really see coming happen to him. I mean they lost their quarterback before the season even started to a uh, family issue, I believe. and you can't yeah, that to happen so you kind of can give the guy some leeway with that.
1: yeah, but they had the one of the they had a worse offense than Rutgers at the end of the year.
0: No, I, I know. I'm not saying they didn't have a bad year, but I think you you could give this guy a mulligan coming off one year removed from winning the Big Ten West. Like, I don't All know, right. I think that's, that's have... a
1: fair point, especially because they made changes. They fired their offensive coordinator, Mick McCall, who uh, clearly, according to his burner, was not
0: happy with the firing. I mean, who's ever been happy about firings? For being well, honest, it depends. Collect unemployment. <laughs> well, yeah, get your buyout. <laughs>
1: you get out of a uh, Manhattan, Kansas that's Kansas State. That's not Northwestern. <laughs> Northwestern's
0: in the complete <laughs> other side of the country. <laughs> uh, my bad, uh, my the the colors confused me for a second. In, uh, I know it's, it's it's either in Chicago or in a suburb of Chicago.
1: Yeah, it's right outside Chicago because they're right on uh, that lake. Their practice facility.
0: Yeah. I know uh, another
1: could... one that we could talk about quick. Lovey yeah, yeah. Smith.
0: I was gonna say Lovey.
1: A little lovey. The thing is, his teams, like, they aren't awful, and they have t- days where they look really good. Upset Wisconsin, probably saved
0: yeah. his job. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say that. I think the also, Wisconsin game saved
1: he somehow constantly recruits, like, at a very good level, probably because he's been a coach in the NFL, so guys are like, wow, like, he can get me to the next level. But he gets kids to Champaign,
0: Illinois. Yeah, and that's, like, not a very easy thing to do. Recruiting in the Big Ten, too. I mean, Rutgers is in that same situation and he does a better job. But, you know, uh, I think the Wisconsin game, like you said, saved his job. I think we can both agree on that. So if there's no other coaches you have, uh, we'll talk about some coaches who are possibly on the move. Uh, I have two assistants and two current head coaches who I think will be on the move at some point this offseason, even though the offseason hasn't really started yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, The First two are obviously I've already mentioned them. Anthony Campanelli at uh, Michigan and Jeff Heffley. Also, uh, he's at Ohio State. Uh, I think Hefley, I think um, both of them will take new roles, whether they're as assistants or uh, head coaches. I think Campanelli will take a head coach job somewhere. Uh, okay. The two other ones, are head coaches. Some.
1: Oh, all right. Let's hear yours. No, no, go, and, first. And no, no go first. Go first. All right, here go. We'll finish.
0: And then my other two are head coaches currently. Uh, my first one is, I think the lane train leaves station at a Boca and heads somewhere else. Um, could be Fayetteville. Early report showing that his plane was tracked to Springfield Airport, and he apparently met with Arkansas. And I also think Willie Fritz uh, will be leaving Tulane and taking a bigger job somewhere else. I think he's due. All right, I have five.
1: All right, let's do it. Willie Fritz, also going to leave. You're right. Then I also think Kiffin will leave. I also agree with you there. Mike Norvell will leave Memphis. You're going to say that one? No, right. no I, I agree. Okay. Norvell will leave Memphis. Nick Saban will step down at Alabama. Bold take. Oh, that's, that's a bold take. That's and a then good take to get Jerry Jones
0: early, will take the Arkansas job. That's great. His not his grandson play
1: thought so. <laughs> The last two are jokes. The first three are serious. But I just wanted to see if you'd freak out.
0: The saving one, I was, like, respecting it because, like, you want to get on a take early, establish it, nice. But the Jerry Jones one was a little wild. Listen, we're going to wake
1: up tomorrow. Like, you're going to be on your way to the Rockers Board of Governors meeting, and guess what's going to happen?
0: Jerry Jones, new head coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, the first one, Fritz, I agreed, obviously, uh, the only reason, I mean, not Fritz, um, Norval, the second one, I agreed with you, uh, the only reason I didn't have him on my list is because he hasn't been rumored anywhere yet, although I do think he will be, uh, somewhere else, um, I agree with you. Uh, he has been rumored, but. In, where is about, it,
1: No, where? He's rumored to have a handshake place in with Florida State.
0: I think that'd be a great move for them. If it's not going to be Odell Haggert, um, yeah, well, he Norvell is a really good hire for them. Um, so is there any of the coaches you want to add? Not that that about does it. All right, so the next thing we're going to jump into, we're done talking about Brett coaches Belma for now. Brett Belma was a
1: great coordinator.
0: Brett Belma was a good head coach at Wisconsin. Brett Belma. That's the coach what I want to him? talk about. All right, let's do it. I'm I'm down to talk about some Brett Belma real quick. If Mike Leach leaves Washington State, Brett Bilma will take the job. See, I think Brett Belma gets a lot of hate for his time in Arkansas, but he also had to, I think he walked into a depleted roster uh, left by Bobby Petrino. And uh, selling Arkansas in the SEC is not very easy because why would you stay home and play at Arkansas when you can go play at other SEC schools? I think that's kind of like a, uh, you know, Rutgers in the Big Ten type cell or Illinois in the Big Ten type cell. Um, I, I think, but his time in Wisconsin. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a, I think he's a three-time Big Ten champ. So I think he would be a good hire for Washington State if Leach is to pack his bags and move elsewhere. Which I should have put him on my list because I think he's I think he's ready to move. And by
1: pack his bags and move elsewhere, you mean he's going to go to Arkansas and Leach is going to go? I mean, uh, he's going to go where Leach went.
0: They're just going to do like a trade. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I think so. I think it'd be interesting. I. I for like just my curiosity wants to see want to see Leach go somewhere with big media presence because I want to see how big media handles Mike Leach, because Mike Leach probably has some enemies in small media in Washington State. Like I, yeah, like he called a guy a troll the other day. I would love to see him call like a reporter at uh, Michigan a troll. Oh, not even at Michigan. Just imagine
1: like imagine New York City had a college football team, Rutgers, and yeah, he, he had to deal with the like, the Daily News and like. Dude, if you called him a
0: troll, you'd be public enemy number one. Yeah, like, that'd be fun. Like, I think that'd just be funny. Uh, so, is Brett Bilmer the only coach you want to talk about before we jump into the next one?
1: Yeah, my best one, what I want to talk about.
0: All right, so the last two things we're going to talk about before we uh, move into the big grand finale. Uh, we're finally getting away from coaches for a little bit here. Uh, two big transfer portal entries today. Um, Felipe Franks leaving Florida and Jake Bentley leaving South Carolina. Now, what, what do you see, uh, destinations for each of these guys, um, you know, in the, uh, in the upcoming weeks? Okay. Jake Bentley.
1: I'm not too sure. I'm thinking maybe a school like, uh, you know, maybe like an app state kind of thing. Like. Maybe he transfers to a school locally, a coastal Carolina, something like that. I'm not too sure, though, to be honest. I, I didn't really look into this too much. So I'm just going to rattle off like schools that are in the area of South Carolina. Although I do have one. do have one.
0: USF. Okay. Uh, I, I would like to, uh, That would be a pretty good fit for him. I'd obviously be playing right away. Uh my for Bentley um I, I do if he I think he might go uh, locally. Um I think more importantly I think he's going to go somewhere where he has a chance to play on national television every week or close to every week. I think he wants to be on the big stage. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think number 1 for him if I was in his shoes, I would look into Utah. You know so, Tyler Huntley, he's graduating. Um, they do have Jason Shelley, who is a redshirt sophomore. Um, but I believe that Bentley would come You think come they're going to start play. a
1: redshirt sophomore?
0: That's what I'm saying. I, I think that Bentley would play over him. I think this gives Bentley a pretty good chance to compete right away. Like we just mentioned, the PACs, typically not that competitive. Uh, the South might be a little better next year, depending on what happens at USC, if Clay Helton leaves. If, you know, if he does leave, who they bring in. Um, uh-huh. I, I think that that team is built. For another year's success. Um, I, oh,
1: can I'm we sorry. go back to a topic quick? Yeah. Coaches that I think should have been fired, maybe Derek okay. Mason, at Vanderbilt.
0: Why? I like him.
1: I mean, I like him too, but we like him for the same reason because of that video. But like, other than that, like, not a great guy. Like, not a great coach.
0: Yeah, Vanderbilt's pretty tough, though. I mean, that's a tough. Yeah, it's so. a tough job. You're right, especially because it, the tough. academics of Vanderbilt. That's oh, what I, makes, I,
1: I know I, I know the rundown. I'm just saying I think it's a little tough. All right. All
0: right. Um, <laughs> and what about we'll Felipe said, Franks? All right. Do you have anything for Felipe Franks? Because um, I think you pretty much know my Felipe opinion. Franks? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. But he's. I will say that even though I don't think that he is a decent quarterback, I'd say it because I don't like him. But he's uh, most likely – what's the word I'm looking for? He's probably going to go to a big program. As much as, like, I, I'm not a believer in him, I think, like, maybe the program, like... I, I, I can't even think of a program to, like, describe this with. You know, you, you know what I'm trying to say? Or am I, like, just... Yeah,
0: I know. I, 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 yeah. I have the same idea. I, I literally have the same start that you do. I don't like Franks. Um, I've been very vocal for some reason. I don't like Florida quarterbacks. Um, I, although I don't like him, I do realize that he's a good quarterback. So I think he will go, like you just said, to an upper echelon program. Um somewhere that he fits in this game because he does like to use his legs, he needs to go somewhere where he's gonna be versatile with that. Um, I don't know, maybe like a dark horse kinda school would be maybe something like Michigan. Yeah. Oh uh, I
1: can't see that happening.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, I'm not a Felipe Franks guy, so I really haven't looked into um, i th-
1: I th- okay, I I have maybe one or two. Sure. Potentially. I know Miles Brennan is a highly touted kid. Maybe if if jo- Joe Burrow is gonna leave, maybe they roll at Frank's for a year.
0: Yeah, that would that would be typical LSU. Go yeah, and not have a great. He's not
1: bad, and, and plus, if they could maybe you never know. What if he has to turn around like Joe Burrow does? It's gonna be an attractive spot for quarterbacks.
0: All right. Yeah, I see. It. I, I I think he would actually do pretty well at LSU. Um
1: good. I'm just
0: not a Felipe Franks guy in general. Oh, so. no,
1: neither am I. We've been through this. I'm just saying that I think that what you're saying is stupid.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just joking.
0: Um, so if that's all you have, I think we can that's head to the grand finale. All
1: right, grand finale. Let's get to it.
0: Sometimes you got to go back to actually move forward. I don't mean going back to reminisce or chase ghosts. I mean going back to see where you came from. Where you been, how you got here. See where you're going. I know there are those that say you can't go back. Yes, you can. Just have to live in the right place. So, obviously, if you have eyes or you follow us on Twitter and somehow your phone gives out some Braille. Rutgers hired Greg Ciano. Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, they that, made up. Did you like that? They made up in the KISS <laughs> and they are now, well, as of tomorrow, hopefully 12 hours from now, he will be the head coach at Rutgers because 10 o'clock, they start the Board of Governors meeting and he, assumingly, uh, assuming they will hire him because I heard that they are yeah. now all in, in agreements. Yeah, they're they're on agreements so you're gonna hire him. Yeah, so he will be officially named head coach and I am beyond stoked. Uh, do you have anything you want to add before I go into my little love fest about Greg I'll Just talk to you, just to get it over with. All right, so first thing I wanna say <laughs> within three hours of him hiring uh, being hired, we had seen uh, commits or not commits, you know, recruits who weren't very high on Rutgers, now are high on Rutgers. Example Jalen Berger. Um, he went from being a 30% Rutgers guy on rivals to all the rivals. People now think that Rutgers has the best shot to land him because he was very vocal about how excited he was. Uh, it also helps that Mike Teal is his head coach. Shout out to Mike Teal. He just followed us. Um, he played under Shiano. He was very vocal about Shiano going back to Rutgers. So I think that kind of helps out Rutgers a little bit, uh, getting him in the door with the help of Mike Teal. Uh, all I just, I just think that, this makes sense. I think that I'm so excited um, to see the recruiting classes Shiano can get in, especially now with the transfer portal being such a big thing compared to what it was when he was in, in the same role. And I heard you say before that you kind of changed your stance. I, I want to hear you come to the good side. First of all, I'm not thrilled. Don't like That's it. Fine. That's fine. I don't like it.
1: Not thrilled about it. Don't like it. Not thrilled. Probably not going to attend the Rockers again next year
0: because I'm not you on board with this. You this year.
1: i I got invited to one though i also didn't attend but that was just because they were garbage but um here's my thing it's a stupid hire it's gonna work out short term and i i think it's going to recruiting is gonna see an uptick it's gonna be Mm -hmm. good for the program it's gonna stabilize the program but shiano has an adazia like ceiling that's my take
0: I, I mean, I, I I agree with the first two things you said, but that's not a Shiano thing. That's a new head coach thing. Uh, yeah. Typically recruiting jumps in the first year. He's, but... he's good
1: for New Jersey, too. Uh, don't get me wrong. The facilities, we need them. Don't know if you saw well, – This is one thing I actually meant to tell you earlier through text and I forgot to
0: do. I think I, I uh, may know what you're going to be saying. Oh, what, you, what am I going to say? Is it about he has to fund half of the new facility? Yeah. 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 Uh, Which I think it's, a, it's around $70 million and I think the donors yeah. – we're so in love with him that they won't have they will have a problem doing that. Uh, I don't yeah. think that'll be a problem. Uh, so, I mean, uh, unless there's anything else you want to add about Shiano, I can just keep saying how excited I am about it.
1: Mm. No, I mean, I think- like I said, I don't, I don't hate it. Like, I'm not, like, pissed or anything. I sound pretty upset, I'm aware, but I, I just think there are better options. It's going to be good for recruiting around. Uh, obviously, we're going to flip some guys. Maybe we should go into some guys from New Jersey we'd like to see stay home real quick. Just, yeah, know, shout that's out fine.
0: Some guys. Um, Maybe so i will add him I, on
1: Twitter when the episode comes out.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So I obviously, already I, mentioned I know one.
1: there's one you're high on.
0: Yeah, I, I mentioned so. one with Jalen Berger. Okay, but that that's the obvious. That's like everyone. The, yeah, everyone wants Jalen Berger on the roster from. next year uh, for next year, <laughs> and he was already on it this year. Matt Alamo, tight end. Um, his brother, Mike, commit to Purdue. I would. I would think that the hire of Greg Schiano and the idea of playing with his brother has to at least tempt him to make a comeback to New Jersey. Even though Art pulled himself out of the transfer portal, and I was a big guy on Art this year after seeing him play, I think that if a four-star uh, Mike Alamo is going to come in, I think you got to give him the ring right away. You know, even though he's he'll be a true again. Is a truly is a truly.
1: All right, so uh, for me, I'm also going to pick a Purdue commit. However, not
0: the same Purdue commit as you. How it, it make you feel? Let's do it. It makes me feel excited. We're not agreeing on something, so we can talk more. Well, no, I mean, I'd love to see Alamo, too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, there, there's no, like, you're not going to say I'm not, I'm, we're not agreeing. I agree. That
1: would be awesome. But uh, how about we just flip him? I mean, we yeah, we flip him and we flip Malachi Melton. Phil Melton's uh. little brother.
0: It'd be like a family reunion at Rutgers. Yeah, why not, dude? Um. Also, the one thing I want to say is this isn't a, this isn't a, a a flip. I would like to see Justin Shorter uh, come home, come back home, buddy. If you listen to this, come oh, home, Oh,
1: boy. Greg you know, is.
0: While while we're on that, let's check what he's uh, projected to go. Just real quick, live on the episode. What? I'm sorry. Like, let, let, let's see where they're predicting him to go. Uh, I don't think they had any. Last I looked, they didn't have anything because that was such a fresh, um, you yeah. know, putting him, hit his name into the portal.
1: No crystal ball predictions at this time.
0: Yeah. I, the only ones who really have anything are guys who aren't high recruits that can go anywhere they want. Guys who just make sense for them to go back home, like, um, mm. what was his name? Evan Stewart from Boston College. I, I think he's 100% committed, uh, projected to go to Rutgers. And for him, that makes sense. So some of these guys uh, who go in don't have anything right away until they start going on visits. So I don't think we'll see anything from Shorter for a while. Unless he buys into Rutgers. Oh, uh, yeah, unless he just comes out tomorrow and says, I heard the guys from CFB talk daily. Matt, he's a genius. I'm going to go play at Rutgers.
1: I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it. He's actually from uh, South Brunswick, so wouldn't. Yeah,
0: it's literally uh, the South, closest South you can Rutgers. be without being from Piscataway. He's South Rutgers. That's what he yeah. is. he's South. He's Rutgers South.
1: Yeah. Um. That's it. That's all I got, though.
0: Yeah. Uh. So if there's no one else we have to predict. That will wrap it up for this supposed to be a mini episode, but there was so much we talked about. A lot of things we covered. All sorts of coaches from all over. Uh, Power Five, Group of Five, uh, some players transferring, and you know, my boy Greg. Um. Uh, like I said, let us know who you guys think. Also, we're gonna have a group. You know ton of guests coming on so those would be fun look out for those uh like always thank you guys for tuning in